Imagine you've just created the most amazing groundbreaking content on the internet, but nobody clicks on it. Your page views are stagnant and the conversions are non-existent. What went wrong? Well, the answer might just be at the top of your page, your headline. Welcome to the Freedom Found Podcast, the podcast for copywriters and marketers with unruly against the grain life goals. I'm Crystal Church, copywriter and coach, and together we'll delve deep into everything it takes to grow a profitable, scalable, and fulfilling business from the ground up. Whether you're just starting out or about to hit your next big milestone, I'm bringing you the truth on both the trending and the timeless business growth strategies so you can live out a freedom first, impactful life. Welcome to our community. Thank you for tuning in to the Freedom Found podcast, where we believe that success is not random and with the right community and toolbox, anyone can create a life filled with generosity and impact. Now, if you're a copywriter, an online entrepreneur, or anyone who uses words to sell, today's episode is crafted just for you. We are peeling back the curtain on the art of crafting magnetic headlines. And yes, I will reveal the tricks of the trade to make your headlines not just eye-catching, but also irresistibly clickable. What you'll learn today in this episode includes so much, but especially the psychology behind a compelling headline, the elements that make a headline clickworthy, and real-world examples and dissections. So the first thing that we need to tackle is understanding the why behind a compelling headline. And David Ogilvie, the father of advertising, once said, on average, five times as many people read the headline as read the body copy. When you have written your headline, you have spent 80 cents out of your dollar. That's massive, isn't it? So to back up that with modern advertising data, I want to share something with you from Copyblogger who says 80% of readers never make it past the headline. That's how crucial your headline is. It's your first and often your only shot at grabbing attention. So in the context of this episode, we're really going to be talking about headlines mainly in the hero section. So hero section is the top above the fold copy on a page, the top 10, 20% of a page, depending on the size. So when you first click onto somebody's website, their sales page or landing page, what you see right there above the fold, that is a hero section. So we're going to be focusing primarily on headlines in the hero section of web copy, landing pages, sales pages, and websites. So if you want somebody to get to your page and not leave it immediately, the first thing you need to do is add relevancy. So wherever someone came from, you need to carry through the journey. This is about continuing to subconsciously tell people that they're in the right place, and that is done by mapping out a customer journey. So for example, one of the things that we ask people to do in the copy classroom are new free email newsletter where we critique your copy for free and send it out to the list with all sorts of educational tips on how to write high converting copy. One of the things we do in the form to submit is ask you, okay, what page would you like us to look at? And please tell us where is this reader coming from? What was the page they were on previously? What has been their customer journey up to this point? And where are they headed after this page? Because that gives context to us as we look at the page to understand if somebody lands on this page, are they going to immediately feel like they are in the right place? Or are they going to be confused and wondering what's happening, where they are? Did they click on the wrong link? Or is this just not a place for them? Now, this is a little bit different on your website. The headlines on your website 
in the hero section don't necessarily need to speak to somebody coming from your Instagram or your LinkedIn, for example. It does need to speak to what's happening there on the page, who it's for. We're going to get to that in a little bit. But thinking more so about your funnels, about either evergreen or launch funnels or even list building funnels that you have up, you want to make sure it is so dialed in. So somebody feels like if they clicked on an ad and then landed on your landing page, that they are in the right place and that is a continual journey for them, not a shock to the system or a jarring experience. Now, the other way that you make sure that your headline is relevant to your reader is by either answering a question or alluding to solving a problem that they have, speaking to what's going on in their current life experience, right? So if it doesn't answer a question or solve a problem that they have, then most likely that headline is not going to attract clicks or further readers, but we'll dive into that in just a little bit. Now, first we've covered relevancy. The second ingredient in the magnetic headline recipe is specificity. So I'm going to break this down into a few tangible pieces for you. Specificity means first getting really clear on that one person that you're talking to. So I want you to call them out. Do not be afraid that you are going to turn potential business away by getting more specific on who your ideal client is or your target audience. That is going to boost retention of readers on the page. It's going to affirm to people who land there that they are in the right place, right? So call them out, make it ultra clear who it's for. And by doing so, you will pull those people in and turn away the ones that aren't ideal. An example of this could be having a landing page that is speaking to event planners in general versus a landing page that's speaking to wedding planners or luxury event planners. See how I'm narrowing it down just a little bit here and there. And those industries are still incredibly large, right? Wedding planning, luxury event planning. You have a lot of potential to speak to a great number of people in those areas. But what you're doing is you're confirming if I'm in the luxury event planning space and I land on that page, you're confirming to me that I'm in the right place. Versus if you're talking to all event planners, I might be wondering, hmm, I don't know if they are going to be able to help me considering the caliber of service that I provide to our clientele. I am not like every other event planner. Or if I'm a wedding planner thinking, hmm, I'm not sure if this is for me. The wedding industry is so specific. I'm not sure if they understand me. But if you call me out right away and you say, this is for wedding planners, this is for luxury event planners or others in the luxury event space then I immediately feel like you're going to understand me more. Like you're going to know what I do, who I help, what my problems are, challenges, what I really want. So speaking to that one person is going to strengthen your headline right away. The next layer of specificity is the one promise. I see so many pages. I review them a ton inside of our mastermind. I also review an audit copy in depth inside of my power hour audit calls and I see so many pages that say, get more leads or get more sales or scale your business or be your healthiest you ever. But it doesn't tell me anything specific about why they're different or how they do that or why I should try that over something else. And here's the thing. Everybody talks about putting your UVP, your unique value proposition or unique selling proposition in your headline. But if your UVP is the same as everyone else, it's never going to stand out. What you need is a unique value differentiator. So rather than just saying, we get you more leads, illustrate how you do it better 
than your competition or pique my curiosity enough so I read further down the page. Not everything has to be answered right in the headline. That's important to say. Just enough to keep me reading. Then if you have a product or a service or something that demands more education or explanation, I can read further down the page to fully understand that and then hopefully click. And if you're thinking, Crystal, oh my gosh, everybody tells me I need to have my unique sauce. I need to have my unique framework and nothing about what I do is unique. And you feel like you really, really don't have anything that is unique that's better than your competition. First of all, I want to challenge you to go back and look at what you do and look at how you do that. Let me tell you a quick story. Just this week, inside of Freedom Found Collective Mastermind, our mastermind that is just for copywriters, helping them scale into six and multi-six figures, one of our clients has been working so hard on refining her primary offers to take to scale, making them irresistible. And she said, but I'm just a launch copywriter. I'm no different. There's a million launch copywriters out there. And so I said, okay, break it down for me. Break down exactly what you do, how you do it. What do you find important? What values do you hold as you work with clients, as you go through projects, and what do they get at the end of the day? And let me tell you what. She had an approach that is so specific to her and the way she works with clients. I've not seen anybody else marketing themselves like this, standing out like this, bringing the value like this. And now that we've got that nailed down, she can lean into that in her marketing and in her own messaging and call out that right person and differentiate her from the competition. So if you think right now you have nothing special, I guarantee there is something that you are doing that if you tugged on that thread, you could have your unique value differentiator. But if you really don't, if you do something so generalist out there, you haven't put any of your secret sauce on it, your special you-ness to it, then what you can do is speak to the stats that you have. For example, how online entrepreneurs are increasing their what? Or 90% of clients have seen a 2x return or more after a VIP week with us. That is a very direct headline that says, you are going to get a return on your investment. Other people trust us. There's lots of layers inside of this. That is a very direct headline that says a few things. First of all, other people trust us. Second of all, you're going to get a return on your investment. Third of all, this is how, this is the vehicle of VIP week with us, right? This is only appropriate at a certain stage in the funnel. But man, would that capture somebody's attention who is looking for that kind of support, whatever that headline is. And if you're thinking that doesn't seem like a hero section headline, let me get to the next point. Make it different. Change up the normal format, the structure, if it will help you stand out. You can be playful as long as the promise is there. You can be different. You can be direct. You can be bold as long as the promise is there, as long as that one person is there that you are speaking to. It all comes back to giving people a reason to stay and to read on. And that means that you have to convey what's in it for them in two seconds or less. If they see no value, If it's fluff, if it's unrelatable, undesirable, then there is no reason for that reader to read on. But don't get it twisted. You don't need to be crazy out there and be so clever with your headlines. The key is to keep it simple. I have seen so many homepage headers trying to be clever, but it ends up being confusing or convoluted or too long and it loses people. 
What we want to do is stand out, is to make it different. And to add on that point, to illustrate this, I just want, I want to tell you something that I have seen. The thing that so many people do, and I see this especially when I sit down to work with our KC Copy Studio clients, and they come with a list of competitors whose websites they love and they want to be like them and emulate them. And the first thing I usually have to do isn't copywriting work, it's coaching work. It's digging into the fact that they are wonderful on their own accord and by standing on their own two feet with what actually makes them different to that person, that quote unquote competitor, not the same as them, not trying to emulate them, that then they will be able to stand out. And a lot of this first comes from confidence and coaching around that area. And then it comes with the strategy piece and saying, okay, but look, if, if brand A is attracting all of these people, is doing a good job, and, and you have a similar business and you want to attract a similar customer and see similar success, well, why would you replicate that? Now you're a direct competitor, but they've already built all of this trust. They've already built this brand, this authority, and you're coming over here and doing the exact same thing. That doesn't set you apart. That doesn't instill trust. And I know it's tempting to do that, especially when you first start out. Sometimes all you know is what you see out there, and I understand that. But soon you need to branch out and soon you need to start to think differently about you, your brand, who you want to attract and how you want to be seen in the marketplace, in your industry. And as soon as you can say, okay, well, brand A looks like this, I want to look like complete opposite or I want to take a totally different approach and even start attracting the same person. But now you are standing on your own two feet. You can build your own authority with what's you. Become known for what's you, not blend in. This is how we end up with so many freaking websites, so many freaking service providers that sound the same, look the same. Break out of that. The brands that step outside, that try to be different, and this is a bigger conversation or bigger lesson than even just creating different headlines, but the brands that do things differently that don't look at and listen to what is out there are the ones that truly get recognized. To a similar point, I was on a coaching call with an intensive client recently. So sometimes I sit down on a one-off call, 90 minutes to two hours, you and I sitting together, talking in depth, either strategy or coaching on your next steps in business. And she was a copywriter really struggling to land any clients for the last eight months. And she was so fixated on what a few well-known copywriters in the space are doing, what their websites look like, who their clients are, their Instagram posts, and not trying to copy them, but to align her brand in a way that felt very similar because she felt like, well, if that's what success looks like, then that's what will make me successful. The honest to goodness truth is that is what has kept her from landing any new clients for eight freaking months because she is trying so hard to crack somebody else's code instead of just being herself. So what we did is we sat down together and we created an action plan because what she really needed to do was lean into both the large and the small things that make her different to her competitors, to show up as herself confidently and to live as her brand, no one else's. And when you do that, it's reflected in your messaging, in your headlines, in your social And it has this magnetic ability to attract people to you. And guess what? She signed her first few clients based on the plan we made together, less than six weeks afterward. 
after a dry spell of eight months. That's what standing out and being you means. So if we can take that on a granular level and put that into our headlines, that is going to help when people have 20 tabs open looking at all the different copywriters they want to pick from or web designers or social media managers. How are you going to stand out, not blend in, not look the same? How are you going to stand out? How are you going to catch somebody's attention? Now, the next component of specificity is pain versus desire. I want you to demonstrate either how you can move them away from pain or toward desire. So an example of using pains or challenges would be, are your ads not converting? Are you struggling to get a 2x ROAS? Our proprietary ads framework has helped this number of customers get there in this time frame. Or desire. What makes a headline magnetic is copy that is hyper-specific to the reader's circumstances. So if you can quickly display what you're talking about is relevant to their life and needs, the reader will stay and read on. So going back to point one, knowing where they're coming from in that customer journey, their needs will be different based on their point of origin. For example, traffic coming to a homepage is from a huge range of sources. People trying to find your services, find out more about what your business does, you're coming from your social media, from Google, whereas someone coming to a specific landing page has already been primed from their prior destination by clicking through to your landing page from there. They've already displayed interest in what you're talking about and now want to A, confirm that they're in the right place, B, go deeper on their understanding, or C, take the next step to solve that problem with you. So you need to start thinking about what do they really want? Pain versus desire, right? So zooming in on using desire in headlines, think about what do they really want? It's not always relevant for a homepage, but for a landing page, you can speak to the promise related to their ultimate desire and or the pain that they're moving away from. For example, how they can get something that they want without the thing that they've tried before but they know doesn't work. You can tie this in nicely by promoting curiosity about what they really want and the answers to it. Essentially, your headline should promise a benefit, but leave enough curiosity for the click or the read on. All right, let's dive into some real world examples to better understand what makes a headline magnetic or lackluster. I'm gonna show you four different examples here. Now, the first is for a fitness instructor or a gym brand. And I see similar headlines all the freaking time. Quote, get fit now. Okay, this lacks so much specificity, right? What Also context, what does fit mean? How am I getting fit? What's the context here? What's the vehicle that's going to help me? Why should I trust you? Why should I try this? I've already tried to get fit. I've already tried to lose weight. I've already tried to get more flexible or, you know, strengthen my joints or whatever. There's no specificity at all. So you could make this more specific by including how they're going to do that and what fit looks like in a certain time frame. So a good example, if we could shift this around, would be lose five pounds in 30 days with our proven plan. Or even better could be keep lose five pounds and keep them off in 30 days with our proven plan. And I would put and keep them off in parentheses. So why does the second one work better? So the second one has all the elements of a good headline. It's specific, it's not trying to be too clever, it promises a benefit, and it gives a time frame. Example number two, this is for a real estate site. The headline reads, your dream home awaits. 
Now, what's working with this? Okay, the headline taps into the emotional aspect of finding a dream home. I like that. It's a little bit dreamy in itself. What's not working is the lack of specificity. Whose dream home? Like, who are they talking to? There are a lot of different dream homes, depending on the type of person that you're speaking to, demographics, financials, and even more importantly, where? Where somebody is buying a home, who you are serving, and the location that you are serving is so important as a realtor. So you can improve this by saying something like, find your dream home in location today. Find your perfect Laguna Beach dream home today. Now, our third example is from Google Chrome. And a previous campaign that they ran said, get more done with the new Chrome. What's working here is it addresses a common pain point, which is productivity, right? So get more done. They're alluding to the fact that I might have a lot on my list or I might be low on time, but it's, again, not specific. What does more mean? What does get more done mean? What's new about the new Chrome? Like they haven't really told me why should I care? Why should I invest in that? It's really lacking a lot of details for me. They could improve this by saying something like boost your productivity by 50% with Chrome's new update. So first they're telling me I can't just get more done, but I could be more productive. Then they're telling me by how much? By 50%. Holy smokes. Okay. And finally, they're telling me that they've had a new update. Now I care about the update because they have front loaded that message with why it matters to me, right? If they flipped it around and it said Chrome's new update can help you boost your productivity by 50%. I personally think it would be less effective because I now have to care about Chrome's new update in order to continue reading. But if you front load it and you give me context and relate it to my life, then I'm bought in before I even know what it is. They could say, boost your productivity by 50% with Chrome's new app or Chrome's new web extension, right? Now I'm bought in no matter what the vehicle is to help me boost my productivity by 50% because I just want that outcome. Okay, our final example today is... Never think about what to wear again. This is from a fashion subscription box. What's working here is they are speaking to a specific problem. So me having to think about what I have to wear. But a few things I don't like about this. I don't know who it's for. There are a lot of demographics out there with very different fashion styles. Who is this for? Is it for men? It also doesn't give me an immediate action to take or reveal what the solution is, right? What if it said something like, subscribe now and never worry about what to wear to the office again? Or you could take it a few steps further and add in layers of potentially saving time or productivity or boosting my confidence. I would then look more closely at the research market and voice of customer data and figure out what are the key challenges that this target demographic is facing. So are they spending too much time? figuring out what to wear. Do they not even have time to go shopping because they are working, you know, eight to eight at their corporate job? Are they wanting to boost their reputation in their workplace, get a promotion? Like there are a lot of different ways that you could speak to either moving away from their challenges or moving toward areas of pleasure or both in this. So I would look at research in every case and then thoroughly decide what is going to be the best option for me. And the final thing I always recommend doing is split testing because so frequently, and I talk about this a lot, so frequently what you think might be the most popular might actually not be. And something you think might be the least popular ends up really striking a chord with people. So always split test, give yourself 
the gift of data, looking at what's working and letting yourself optimize and refine from there. So I know we talked about a lot today. This is a very, very tangible episode. I want to remind you that the headline isn't just the cherry on top. It is so tempting to write a whole sales page and add in the headline at the last moment or start with the headline and whip up one, two, or three options and then choose it. But let me tell you what, if you spend the proper time working on that headline, using data to back it up, split testing, you're going to make the most out of your dollar. Remember that 80% of people do not read past a headline. So it is the first most important thing on your page. Now, if you want to learn some more tangible copywriting advice and perhaps even have your headlines and pages critiqued by yours truly, all you need to do is sign up for our new free email newsletter, The Copy Classroom. This is open to all entrepreneurs online and copywriters who want to become damn good writers for their own business or their clients. All you have to do is go to crystalchurch.com forward slash launch dash messaging dash guide. And if you sign up, I will also send you the launch messaging guide that helped me earn $100,000 in just one week. Then you can enjoy critiques of copy and educational breakdowns of how you can implement simple, tangible steps into your copy to make it that much better. You can go to the show notes and click on the link or head to crystalchurch.com forward slash launch dash messaging dash guide, and I'll send that free gift over to you in the meantime. I'll catch you inside the coffee classroom. From the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for being a part of this growing community. If you enjoyed listening to this free episode, the most impactful thing you can help us do is head over to leave a review or forward this episode to a copywriter or entrepreneur friend who you know would head not along to today's conversation and use the key takeaways to create more growth in their own business. Thank you for your support and catch you next time.